The next thing that I wanted to ask you was, um, especially since you have a lot of high profile clients and we see it often in the news, especially lately, as far as, you know, prenups and you know, what is in the contract. We saw high profiles with Jeff Bezos and recently Bill Gates and also Dr. Dre. And so it's not just for the wealthy, a lot of people, you know, who were getting married the second time are thinking about, you know, prenup because you have a lot of different assets in your 20s than you do in your 40s. And but if you have clients in your 20s, I'm sure they're looking at that as well. So I just wanted to find out, I know you're not a lawyer, but I know that that conversation probably comes up. So I'm just curious of how that goes or what advice do you provide or what, you know, you know, recommend in that space. Sure. So listen, communication is key, right? The more people are able to talk about this and, and, and be free and open with it, the better the situation is going to be. Right. Um, you know, having an understanding about how you handle your finances really is taken care of in a prenup, right? How do you see if things go right or things go wrong in the marriage? Um, and a lot of times your second time getting married, there may be, you know, kids from existing relationships or previous relationships. Yeah. And, and stating those things up front will also make it easier, uh, uh, you know, if someone passes away, because that's something that people don't think about with prenups. Prenups can also help with um, if a spouse passes away, because I've seen cases where a spouse passes away, the son thought he was going to get the money, the wife ended up stealing it or taking it because that wasn't the person's desire. But again, having these documentations up front make it a lot easier. Now, it's a difficult conversation. Because a prenup basically says that your marriage didn't work out. So how do you start your marriage with, you know what, what if we don't make it? But honestly, let's be realistic. You know, um, the older you get, the more uh, uh, it's not a fairy tale as much as, okay, you know what, things do go wrong. Things do go bump in the night. And having a prenup will give you the ability to, to state those things out. Now, again, that's on the good side. Sometimes on the bad side, uh, if, a, if a person has a lot of money, sometimes they use that as a state of control for someone that doesn't have as much. Well, if you leave me, you have nothing. So even those things, if you're not someone that has a lot of money, that might be something you want to have a conversation about um, spousal support. So, you know, we talked about this the other day, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre actually did have a prenup. Okay. And in there, she specified that she was going to get spousal support. So now that's what she's receiving. So again, those are the kind of things you do with the negotiation. So you know, it's not either just a power play. It's a it's a conversation that you have beforehand. So, you know, you don't have to be divorced and be enemies. You can be divorced and still be friends. And a prenup sometimes will really help out with that, too. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that you gave that perspective because I know everybody's listening, you know, would like to know that because that's like top of mind, especially when we see high profile cases. Yeah. Every time you hear about how much money someone's getting per month, <laughs> that, uh, that conversation gets, you know, 300,000. Hey, right. <laughs> wonder, you know, it depends on what I do now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> got it. Got it. So my next thing is just about, you know, key financial issues as far as we know that divorce happens and it happens a lot. And I just wanted to find out what are some of the, that you've seen, um, financial issues of why people, you know, said, okay, 
I can't handle it anymore. And it's because of finances and we're getting a divorce. What have you seen? Right. So I, I ran the numbers, right? So there was someone just did a study recently, uh, Generation X, 41% of divorces end because of financial concerns. Baby boomers, it's actually 29%. Wow. So, you know, financial issues are kind of top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back at my practice, I'm thinking of, of six people that got divorced um, that kind of come, come to my mind. Um, two of them were infidelity. Four of them were because of finances. So um, it's, a, it's a big issue. And when I think about the finances, you know, one of them, you know, husband just never really got a job, never really kind of made something happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones were about savings. So most marriages I've seen in, in divorce ending because of money is because one person's not saving as much as the other person. That, that has been the big, the big trend. Uh, one of my clients were married, filing separately for years and years. Um, he didn't want to save for his retirement. She did. And when they got divorced, she kept all her money because <laughs> that was the conversation beforehand. Yeah. You're not saving. I'm not responsible for your retirement. I'm responsible for mine. If you don't want to do it, that's on you. So, um, you know, sometimes those are the things you need to do is just have those conversations up front. Uh, But most of the time, it's because someone doesn't want to save. It's not that they're big splurgers. It's that they're just not saving and they're just spending money on things that they don't necessarily need to. Okay. That's good to know, you know, as far as that perspective. And, you know, I just think that helps others to know to have those conversations early on because I always talk, you know, to clients, about having conversations when you think you're getting serious, you when you're in the dating phase, because it's it's late to ask in the marriage. Oh, I just found out that you know we're <laughs> totally opposite in this, right. in this space. <laughs> because otherwise, so you don't want to retire at all. You don't want right. to save nothing. No, okay, yes. okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand. Thank you. I just thought it would be good if you could just give some brief, you know, tips as far as since that's the space I'm in, I'm a day coach and a matchmaker of what top five tips that you would give before they ever get married is in the financial arena. Sure, 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 sure. So, the, you know, here's the thing. I have a top five, right? But on top of that top five, the first thing I always say for people to do is to get pre-marriage financial counseling, right? So premarital counseling, just for everything, but financial counseling is going to be extremely important too, because a lot of the things that are in the top five get handled in that premarital financial coaching. So set on top, but number one, know each other's credit scores and reports, right? It's not just the score, but the actual report itself, what's actually on that and have a discussion around that. Um, Understanding each other's financial priorities you know, is buying a house really important to you, number one, or is it an exotic trip? You know, are you a spender? Or, you know, those are the kind of things you want to have a conversation around. Um, discuss how you'll actually do your bank accounts. Are you going to have a joint? Are you going to have individual and then a joint for, for the household bills or, or hybrid? Um, a lot of marriages end up being very stressed when, you know, they don't really discuss how they want to handle it. Hey, let's just all go and joint. That may not be the right thing for you. Um, find out who will be the CFO in the house, the chief financial officer, who's going to make the, the major financial decisions, handling the bills, 
uh, you know, when, when each person tries to do it, some things may get missed. So a lot of times that's historically been the man's situation, mm -hmm. the man's position, but listen, a lot of my clients, the women are way better with the money than the men. So, um, it, 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 you know, really get an understanding of who that person is in your household. Um, and the last thing is really talk about um, how much are you guys saving in retirement right now? How much are you saving today? Goes back to that point. The people that uh, were divorced was because they weren't savers. One person was, one person wasn't. So talk about those things now. How much am I saving? How much are you saving? Are we going to continue this? That's really kind of the big, the big, uh, the big five for me when I want to look at that. Well, that's good. Those are excellent tips. And I think it's good that you said premarital financial counseling, right. you know, <laughs> right, right, that right. is good because that is so important. Most definitely. And communication is key. Everything really boils down to having a conversation with your, with your, you know, potential spouse um, before you get married. How do you see kids? How do you see, you know, all those topics that you really focus on, that's what you want to make sure you discuss because you don't want to walk in there because, oh, they're a wonderful person. I like them today. Well, you met their representative, right? <laughs> when you get married, it's the real person walking in the door. So you want to make sure that you have those conversations beforehand for sure. And financially is just as important. Well, I appreciate that. And so I just want to tell you, Mickey, thank you so much for all the tips that you provided today. And I know our audience, you know, you got a lot of good tips, everybody. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mickey. And I truly appreciate your time that you took today. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks.